you said, we have to graduate nurses with their souls intact. Can you discuss that a little bit more? Nurses can feel that they went into nursing for a specific reason, but now the work is so hard that they can sort of lose their soul. And so what I've dedicated my life, thanks to AACM, is to really look at how we can create environments where nurses can flourish. We've called it the Compassionate Care Initiative. It gets good attention. Who doesn't want a compassionate nurse? Who doesn't want to feel like they're in a compassionate organization? And I think that's really why AACN honored me with the Pioneering Spirit Award. Welcome to the AllNurses.com podcast. So this has come into the healthy work environment. And the bottom line is creating those standards to have an environment where nurses feel safe and protected and where their patients and families can get the very best care. So I took those standards, I helped to write them with AACN and said, you know, schools of nursing need to be healthy places too. Not just hospitals, but schools of nursing so that we can produce nurses that won't, you know, run screaming from the profession after only a year or two. It's a wonderful way to really have people keep their self-esteem and go through a rigorous program. You know yourself how rigorous nursing school is. And we want to produce nurses that can come out and be resilient and be confident. And we've based it on a program at Upaya. I went there 10 years ago. It's a Zen Buddhist retreat up in the mountains of Santa Fe. And we learned a program that was built on mindfulness, meditation, and looking at how we can better care for the dying. Now that might seem odd that we were focusing on care of the dying, but in fact, if you focus on how to give great care to the dying, you're taking care of the living. And as critical care nurses, that's what we do. I have now sent 70 people, doctors, nurses, respiratory therapists, to this program at Upaya. It's an eight-day silent retreat, but it's based on mindfulness and really focusing on paying attention and thinking carefully about what will best serve. And people come back totally different. I send teams, nurses, physicians, and so when they come back, they are ready to re-engage in the workforce in some very meaningful ways so that they can be fully present for the hard work we have to do. What we learn there is how you can have a strong back for the hard work of nursing, but also have a soft front, which means you're open and fully present to the patients and families. So I've taken those precepts that I learned 10 years ago that I always knew that the way to take the best care of patients and family is to be fully present, which is completely synchronous with what a healthy environment is, where everyone feels respected, everyone feels like they matter, and people can flourish. Looking back over your career, yeah. why did you see a need for this? I mean, yeah. what has that, have you seen a change yeah. in the nursing profession? So, What's different now? What I've noticed is they come out with a real optimistic spirit, and then they get crushed when they're in the clinical setting. There's too much work, the electronic medical record, not enough staff. Sometimes there's tensions between our nurses and our physician colleagues. And this word burnout and moral distress is thrown around a lot. But there's real issues of sadness in the healthcare environment. 
I wrote a paper called No Time to Be Nice in the ICU. It was very tongue-in-cheek, saying essentially that if we are not kind towards each other in the work environment, then patients and families will suffer. And it was built on a New York Times op-ed by a business professor at Georgetown called No Time to Be Nice at Work, meaning that people are just getting, getting the work done with no joy, no time to really be respectful and caring, and there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of bullying in the workforce, not just in nursing, but out there. And so one of the reasons I started the Compassionate Care Initiative was really to, to kind of alert people to this and to say, we don't have to be this way. You know, we really need to be kind. We really need to pay attention, notice, notice what's going on around us and be the kind of individuals where people want to work together. You know, and there's simple things that you can do on a daily basis in hospital and nursing school settings um, to really champion um, human flourishing for everyone. I like that, human flourishing both the, on the nurse side and the patient side. And everyone wins. We are the, the first line of totally. care, and we're the ones that spend the most time with the patients. And so it's up to us to change that. Well, we call it our resiliency initiative as well. And a signature of a University of Virginia graduate is that they are resilient. They know how to take care of themselves. They know how to be fully present for patients and families, and they can be confident and competent. So that has been how we have worked with our students and faculty. We hire people. We say this is a healthy work environment. As we bring them in, we try to treat them as very, very special because then they will go on to take great care of the students. We have courses. Um, I built two resilience and mindful classrooms. We have five days a week free, yoga, tai chi, meditation, mindfulness, many, many programs. We have four courses, electives on how to have a meaningful life, what it means to be resilient, and they are completely packed. So we have now affected the entire university. So engineering students, biology majors, our physician colleagues, our uh, medical students are part of us as well. So I think we're, I think we're on the right path. Getting these awards, my own today, um, which is so meaningful, as well as being recognized by other nursing organizations for having a healthy work environment. It's really, it's been a culmination of my career. And that's such, that, that's just so wonderful to have that, to, to yeah. be your legacy, yeah. kind of like. Totally. Speaking of legacies and speaking of resilience, yeah. Yeah. tell us about the resilience garden that's going to be dedicated yes. in your honor. It's really an amazing thing. The university, my colleagues in the Compassionate Care Initiative, the director, Tim Cunningham, they decided to honor me as I'm leaving with this beautiful resilience garden. It's designed by landscape architects out of Richmond, Virginia, and it was thought to be a great way to memorialize what we've been doing for 10 years. The university spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Once they termed it a resilience out door, garden, and classroom, the university said, you know, this is something we'll invest in. It's going to be there forever. It's really a lovely gesture, and I think it's the nicest way to memorialize what we've tried to do to honor nurses, their patients, and families.